0: Welcome to the Down to Mars podcast, where we break out of our little life loops to talk about, well, pretty much everything from philosophy to mindfulness to science. We're covering all sorts of thought-provoking topics. We are your hosts. My name is Rashil. I'm GJ. So before we get into the episode, as of this, we are on episode two of the podcast, and we're going to introduce a new segment called The Gut Check So, basically, it's going to be rapid-fire questions. I'll be conducting the questions today, so Gigi will be answering. Basically, don't think about it at all. Just whatever is the first answer that comes to mind is the answer that you're going to say, okay? This way, we kind of get our thoughts flowing, get our subconscious more aware and alert. Are you ready? Let's do it. Things might get a little weird. (laughs) All right. Don't think about it at all, Okay
1: i'm gonna try really hard. okay so no
0: pausing no hesitating just the first answer that comes to mind okay okay all right salty or sweet salty would you rather be a great singer or a great dancer
1: i want to (laughs) sing
0: would you rather be trapped in an which would you rather be trapped in an elevator with a cockroach or a ghost
1: a fucking ghost
0: (laughs) (laughs) would you rather time travel to the past or the future
1: the future for sure
0: if you had to give up one forever would you rather give up movies or music don't hesitate. I, I don't hesitate. Music. Damn and I feel
1: really shitty about that.
0: Alright. So just to recap, you said salty over sweet. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. Did you you said Is you, it really? I, I thought you were gonna say sweet for sure. Nah. Alright. Salty over sweet. You'd rather be a great singer. You'd mm-hmm. rather be trapped in an elevator with a ghost over a cockroach. Yeah. You'd rather time travel to the future, and if you had to give up one forever, you'd give up music over movies. Yeah. How do you feel about about your answers?
1: I feel good about them. I feel solid, and I feel way better. I I don't feel as shitty anymore about picking music over movies, because most movies have music in them.
0: That's cheating. But I guess you didn't cheat when you answered. Yeah. You didn't think about it so much.
1: the The question left an opportunity. I took it.
0: All right. So um, just for our listeners to know, this will be a great opportunity. Moving forward, we'll be doing this at the beginning of every episode and you guys can play along and tweet us your answers. That's going to be on Twitter at DownToMarsPod. All right. So we are going to quickly recap the episode from last time. I just want to say for our listeners, if you listen to our first episode, just know that we have our shit together now. <laughs> <laughs> we've reviewed our previous episode and we identified some of the issues and what we could do better, and we've kind of worked out a better format. So thank you so much for your patience if you listened to that first episode and made it to episode two.
1: But you know, honestly, you're making it sound like we like we did a bad job. No, no, no. I don't. Think it we was did a, a bad really great job. conversation. I think.
0: No, I, so I loved our topic from last time. I can't wait to get back into the question that we answered or that we asked at the end of the last one. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as formatting goes, we are a little bit more organized. For sure. uh, yeah. No way around we, that. We have our shit together, like I said. All right. So, to recap, in episode 1, we discussed an article from waitbutwhy.com that was talking about Neuralink, Elon Musk's venture into brain machine interfaces. And this technology, just in case you didn't listen to episode one, basically would be able to connect your brain to the cloud, i.e. the internet, and other people's brains if they had the same technology. So we got into all sorts of issues that that might raise, what our concerns were, how we felt about it, and we asked if this technology became a reality and you had access to it, what would be the very first thing that you would immediately download into your brain? So we took some time to think about it g j what you
1: got? <laughs> I think I'm gonna download the, the all the classic films that I've seen and and just have like a an instantaneous recollection of like my favorite scene or my favorite moment or song like
0: on demand in your brain
1: On demand in my brain. I'd probably use it as inspiration to make other things that are inspired by those feelings, and if I could just relive that moment in in real time that'd be. Honestly it'd be kind of cool. I don't think it would devalue the experience either. You know like if you watch a music video a certain amount of times like past a certain amount it just doesn't feel the same mm-hmm. as the first. If you could feel the the realest version of that feeling on command, I think it's just the same.
0: That's great. When you said it, definitely my first thought was that that would ruin the experience. As I said last time, that's like a big concern of mine. But that does sound pretty cool to have like an on-demand list of all of your favorites. That would be pretty interesting. So I thought about it as well. And I think that I started to say that this was my answer last time. But I'll confirm that the appeal of learning a different language is very enticing to me. I do want to, like, up the ante a little bit and say that I've, like, limited myself for sure last time because when I thought about what this technology is capable of, I was like, why stop at one language? I would download all of them. Every language that is recorded in the history of everything, I would download immediately. However, my only condition for that would be if I had access to this technology, I suppose, before other people or whereas other people didn't. Because if everyone has a technology, languages are sort of, like, pointless, because we'd all be able to just telepathically communicate with each other.
1: Yeah, because you also don't want to you you don't wanna be like a guinea pig. You don't want to like go first. Yeah, no, so definitely other people, don't want to go first. So in order for in order for you to downloading the languages first is, is like of no use to you because by the time you're ready to do it, it's been widely adopted. So you're not like
0: so in my ideal hypothetical situation. This technology has already been like beta tested by a handful of people okay everyone everyone is fine everyone's comfortable with it and then i would be like the next elite group of people that have access to this technology so i just i think if everyone has it then i'm a little stuck on the question so i'm just going to create those conditions those are the parameters of my hypothetical okay and that's what i'm going with different languages Um, So I do want to say that we will end up dropping both of these episodes probably at the same time so that people have access to a little bit more than just one. So we don't have any feedback to talk about just yet, but if you did listen to episode one, please don't hesitate to jump in on this conversation and we can always recap it again later. I did run this episode by my best friend Sinead. So Sinead listened to episode one and gave us some feedback and she raised this really interesting just a, another little tidbit to the conversation about what the technology could mean for advertising which i thought was really interesting just
1: a crazy thought
0: yeah yeah it, i don't i don't want to i don't want
1: <laughs> no nah, i don't I mean, want to get
0: all back into this topic but i thought that was a really interesting we're not going
1: to go too deep down it but i you got to you got to reference minority report when someone says something like that yeah that's a i, I don't want to call it a classic but it's a it's it's yeah, a pretty great sci-fi film a really long time. It's a pretty great sci-fi film. And it's a, it's a it's a Steven Spielberg at, at almost a, maybe not the peak of his powers, but something like it.
0: Right. OK, so we can jump into episode two and our topic. It's going to be, I think, pretty different from the first one. Uh, so I I feel like I need to do some sort of like dramatic introduction for what this topic is. All right, dude, this one, this topic has been on my mind and I know your mind for quite some time now. And it's been sort of difficult to talk about. So I'm glad that we're using this platform as a means of like working through the issues that I think we both have.
1: I'm like realizing what we're about to do and I'm like,
0: I know it's gonna it's a it's a big one. We are going to be talking about our relationship with our heroes and in order to discuss that we are going to be using none other than Kanye West to illustrate that discussion now now depending on on like which side of the spectrum you're on listeners you probably either like cringed when i said that or you got really excited because it's 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 quite the hot topic now
1: it's a it's and it's a it's such a complex situation i'm getting stressed out already just just thinking about it yeah it's Um, such a complex situation but i will we'll get into it
0: okay so i think that i i don't want to um just act like we're sitting here just to talk about kanye i I really want to focus on like the bigger conversation here so using him as as this like point of reference what would you say is the reason that kanye is a hero to you more so than any other celebrity or really great artist
1: i think what started it for me was when I, I think when I listened to the college dropout, Kanye presented this, this, he, the, he portrayed himself as this character who was very much in control of his own destiny and wasn't going to take a a stereotypical path toward becoming who he was supposed to be. And that was really inspiring for me. Kanye filled a space that I understood way better than some of this other rap that i i listened to and really enjoyed at the time 50 cent was that dude Mm -hmm. but i didn't know shit about what 50 was talking about it was catchy Mm -hmm. the beats were dope dr Dre's is a beast but i didn't know anything about growing up in jamaica queens i grew up in the suburbs I, i went to a good high school you know like i never sold drugs a day in my life so to to see Kanye come up wearing his his pink polos and caring about fashion and stuff like that. It was just a, it was a, it was a totally different perspective that was fresh and that I could relate to in a way that I hadn't before. And his harmonies, like he's just he really is a musical genius. I imagine we'll get into other aspects of his personality now, but yeah. I've always gravitated toward Kanye. Those are the reasons why.
0: Yeah. Um I think for me Kanye's sort of reckless and I do mean reckless confidence in himself and his art has always been really inspiring for me as a person that considers herself an artist but is very scared to sort of own up to that a lot you know I I write privately and I create privately and a lot of the time it's very difficult for me to share my art with the world much less share it and then stand by it and just be so convinced that this is it that this is great you know and I think that More so, like, you know, Kanye's music just by itself is, like you said, he's a genius. But what sets him apart as a person, I guess, more so than, you know, there's a lot of great artists out there. And a lot of art touches you and, and influences you. But Kanye because of that confidence and because of the way that he loves himself (laughs) you know that whole no one loves Kanye like Kanye loves himself and 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 that was you know as as like ignorant as that seemed to a lot of people that's that's just it's just this outright self-love that is really hard to come by and it was inspiring for me you know I suffer from a lot of insecurities and to see someone like that Even when people are like, sit down, Kanye, like, shut up, Kanye. We don't want to hear any more, Kanye. You know, so many people I think were really inspired by that, that he was unapologetic, that he loved himself, that he loved his art and that he would stand by those things always.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that's a huge inspiration because it's so easy to you have that quote that you reference all the time you tell me about that the people who are the most confident are, are the ones that like aren't necessarily innovative people. Right, right. Kanye is this rare breed of person that is exceptionally confident while being exceptionally innovative. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while in history, you'll see people like that. And Kanye tends to compare himself to those people. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Pablo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, but I mean, you know, that's, that, that really is a a special and significant thing because I'm a, you're a creative, I'm a creative. I know quite a few creatives that could get rid of a bunch of more creative energy if they would just get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kanye is in his own way in a, in a totally different kind of way because he's always creating and his, and his bar for the, the bar by which we measure his output is just so ridiculously high. and again, innovative. He's he, he he made people would argue that he made the same album three times with his first three albums and then every album since then has been a uh, a pretty flagrant reinvention of himself.
0: Total reinvention of himself over and over. Um so before we move on too far, I do wanna say that the quote that you're referencing that I always say I wish that I could directly quote it from memory, but I can't it's this book that I've read called *The War of Art*, that talks a lot about the creative process and resistance and what holds us back. It's a really great book for people that struggle with exactly the thing that I was just talking about—this like fear of owning up to your art or doing something about it. So I I do want to reference that book, and I'll drop it in the show notes. But yeah, that 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 the the people that are super loud are the counterfeit innovators is what it says, and it's it's just crazy that Kanye. You know that that was the one thing that you could never say about him. He would talk all this shit, and you could never say that he couldn't back it up with his music. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he leaves a lot to be desired as an individual, and it's always seemed that that's the case, at least to yeah, some degree. Yeah, total narcissist for sure. <laughs> um, but you want your artists to not just put out good work that they that they worked really really hard on but you want them to believe in it with every fiber of their being and and back it up in public and be able to speak from a, a place of of knowledge and passion about it about it and kanye is the exemplification of that it's just that he he knows that and he'll let that affect the public's perception of other people's accomplishments yeah
0: so um I don't want to I don't want to take for granted that all of our listeners are totally up to date on what the situation is now with Kanye. You can hear me like choking up as I get into it. Um just to quickly summarize, Kanye West has taken a
1: He's been canceled. <laughs> He's
0: been canceled. Uh so I know that we just painted this picture of him on the pedestal that we have held him on for so very long, but Kanye is under uh, scrutiny for lack of a better word. For sort of betraying a lot of the people that feel the way that we do. Because he has now taken his public platform and used that to endorse, I guess you would say. Or talk about his love for Donald Trump. Who, just for the record, we we do not <laughs> endorse. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't.
1: I so, can't yeah.
0: And, and more than that, but his comments about, you know, slavery being a choice. And... You know, just, just sort of...
1: The last time I heard someone say something along those lines, it was a fictional character named Calvin Candy in Django. Yeah. It, it I mean... He was the villain of the film. It, 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 yeah, it, well, for... that
0: kind of rhetoric has been used by the villains of history for, <laughs> you know, for a long time. And, yeah, so to, to oh, God, I, I mean, to hear Kanye say these things and do these things and and go on these rants, you know, Connie's always had his rants, but it it really he crossed a line, I think, this time. And
1: Twitter canceled him.
0: Twitter Whatever the fuck and a means. lot of his fans have yeah, canceled him, meaning that we are we or they or whoever is like no longer supporting him, no longer listening to his music, nobody nobody, you know, wants to hear what he has to say anymore because he's quite frankly at this point just said too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I really wondered the efficacy of canceling someone on Twitter, though, because I mean, check the stream counts on the new album; like, people still listen a right. lot. Right,
0: um, but I think it's just when you say that someone's canceled. I I, I don't know. I don't want to act like I'm like an expert on this definition, but I think just as a person, we are like we we don't we don't like associate with Kanye no more like Kanye has been like like kicked off the island
1: (laughs) right it's like it's like an excommunication yeah
0: an excommunication um and quite frankly it seems to me that you know whereas Kanye has done stuff before the Taylor Swift thing for example a lot of people are all up in arms about that but we kind of knew that a he was right and b (laughs) that you know like given some time and when it blew over that we'd be vibing to his music again i don't this is not the same i
1: I don't think that that was i think i think he spends a lot of time on so i would i would argue that his best album i know you feel this way but just for the sake of the audience i would argue that his best album apex kanye is dark fantasy Mm -hmm. kanye around 2010 which is right after the the that album was pretty much fueled by his desire to win back the public's favor after the Twi- the Taylor Swift thing, and um, the 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 vigor that I think he crafted that music with was under the um, presumption that he may not even be able to get back into the public's good graces, right? True. Um, and and that the only way in order to do that was to create this magnum opus. Which, which is exactly what he did. But yeah, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that he'd be back, I don't think.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wonder, now that you say that, I wonder how much of that really plays into his following and current behavior. You know, like if he, like how many strikes did he get until, you know what I mean? Like, he, like if he did something and we were like, oh, Kanye, and then we started vibing to his music again and he created the best album. And, and you know, now he feels like he's invincible. And, and that his fans will i mean it's it's ironic given the circumstance but like he could shoot someone in the middle of the street and his fans would still be writing for him you get what i'm saying maybe maybe there's like some of that mentality that's like we let him get away with too much (laughs)
1: right i mean he did he did call he did say that an american president didn't like black people on national television i'm pretty sure
0: and 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 I think that what it is about things like that is it's always been in defense of, well, black people. When he stood up for Beyonce over Taylor Swift, you know, (laughs) you're kind of like his fan, a lot of his fans, especially the black ones, are kind of like, well, you know, like, (laughs) that's facts, though. Or when he says George Bush doesn't like black people, we'll be like, well, I mean, is that true or is it not? And and now, like I said, now it's like he's turned his back on the people that have, like, Allowed him to get this far,
1: perhaps. Although, so I don't. I'm not saying that that is or isn't the case. Um, but what I would say is that I, I I don't think what he was doing when he was supporting Beyonce, for example, was endorsing black music no 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 i don't i, I, don't. Think, I think i think kanye was... is considers himself a soldier of culture yeah i totally so agree i don't whatever think whatever the best thing is at the mm-hmm. time it, it it's it's not about the blackness of I, beyonce's music i didn't music think so either i think it,
0: it just worked out that it was beyonce and you know that's it, that's it, her she, queen she made so. something better <laughs> i think that what i've been hearing a lot of now lately is people deciding you know canceled house well maybe there's different like, there's different uh, punishments, you know? There's different, like, tiers of how how hard we're going to punish you for this. We could just talk shit on Twitter. We could just drag you on Twitter and and that be it. And then still vibe to your music. But it's reached a point now where I've heard a lot of people saying that they haven't even listened to his last album. Because, quite frankly, they're, I think a lot of people are afraid to hear what else he has to say. Because it's it's hurtful, you know? A lot of it has been very hurtful to people like us who were, you know, amongst his most loyal fans. I, I I I I want to take a take a moment to to really express the way that it feels. It's just it's like this person that's been doing I guess you'd say wrong for such a long time but because of how hard we believed in his art and how much of a hero he was to us, we we defended him over and over again. I don't know how many times I've had to defend my being a fan of Kanye. I mean, you you can I'm sure you can say the same. Like how many times time. did you get yeah, like how many times did people roll their eyes when you said that you were a Kanye fan and you had to defend and say, Oh, but he's a genius, oh, but this and then for him to turn around and do what he's doing now has it, has felt like an utter betrayal.
1: Yeah, it got to know? the point where I would intro the idea of liking Kanye with some kind of justification yeah, argument. Dude, I think
0: the first time that you even told me you were a Kanye fan, you were like, Don't judge me and I'll I'll defend myself but don't judge me but. and you said it and I was like what I'm a kind you know like it, yeah. <laughs> you kind of you feel like you were you were in some kind of like shameful society of yeah. people that you had yeah.
1: to yeah I was like I I wanted to say that I like Kanye not that I liked kids and I felt really right. dirty yeah, about it. Yeah, you felt like
0: dirty about liking Kanye cuz you know that that it, it, he's a polarizing figure. Yeah. So I think that what the next step for me has been is deciding whether or not I can separate art from artist. I did listen to his most recent album, quite frankly. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into that and, like, review it, but it was underwhelming, you know, musically as far as what I know Kanye to be capable of. The album wasn't really, you know... I I think I listened to it a couple of times and I haven't since. Um...
1: I've listened to it much more than that, so I think I'm prepared to uh, provide a different perspective than you about Mm it, which I think would be fair, because what I don't want to do is come off like we're necessarily participating in the cancellation of Kanye West or not. Um, I think what I don't want to do is be part of what Sam Harris would call some kind of moral panic about Kanye West. I think... I'm just gonna like take a backseat on it and try and observe the thing objectively. All that said, I listen to the album bunch, and it's it's pedestrian in relation to a lot of his other stuff.
0: What you know him to be capable. of. Yeah,
1: what I know him to sure. be capable of for sure. Yeah. I, th- there's there's interesting stuff on there. Don't get me wrong. I, I, Ghost Town in particular is a lot of. I was gonna say it's a lot of fun, but it's not fun. It's <laughs> it's it's something it totally else. But whatever else it is, it's it's. It's a lot of it, and it's great. I, that's a good. That's a. That's a really great song. But the the rest of the stuff, uh, there's just like utterly skippable tracks.
0: Yeah, which um, I have to say, the fact that the album has been underwhelming has actually, in a way, I almost feel. how do I say this I almost feel relieved and I know that sounds awful but I think that I would have been facing a harder issue if the album was great if the album was as great as it's always been and and I'll explain but if the album was dark fantasy great it would be happening at a time when I feel that I have lost a lot of like faith in him and so (laughs) just just for the record GJ is like shaking his head, like, absolutely not. He doesn't feel the same way. But I think, like, I think I just would have had a harder time if it was great. And I think that that's honestly why a lot of people haven't listened to it, because they want to say, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I know Kanye's music has been great, but it doesn't matter because of what he's doing right now. And I think for me, I... Not to say that, like I said, I I know that Relieved sounds sort of strange and it sounds awful, but I, I want great music always and if i can get kanye at his greatest it's it's been a pleasure trust me to to have kanye at at his high points um i think all i'm saying is that the fact that the album was underwhelming sort of made it a little easier for me do you know what i mean like it it just i didn't have to think too much about it because i could i could
1: objectively put the
0: album aside and say that i wasn't that interested
1: right i think a good thought exercise is to imagine that this social atmosphere that we have right now, if you were to pick it up and drop society as it currently exists back in time into 2010, right when Kanye released dark fantasy, ask yourself if people would not listen to that album as great as it was, even though he said what he said. And I think the answer is that people would still listen to the album. I, I I, I, I think that that's the thing though.
0: And I think that that's why people just didn't even give it a first go. Because if you gave it a first go and it was great, then you'd be like, damn, I want more of Kanye's music, but I don't want more of Kanye. And that that art versus artist question comes into play. And a lot of people just decided not to listen to it at all because they didn't want to hear what he had to say.
1: Yeah, I really do wonder about the efficacy of this cancellation, though, because the idea that Kanye is canceled and uh, like people are, not I mean, he still just as talked about on social media. Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, and and even he, more. I mean, <laughs> this he, he, is something to
1: like, talk about. Like like the excommunication does little to silence Kanye. What it really does is it just shame his fans for for sticking sti- by for, for like for sticking around while he goes through whatever it is he's going through, whether it's a, a mental breakdown, the Kardashian curse, uh, uh, some kind of display of performance art whatever it is that that explains his behavior, (laughs) um, the people who are sticking by him are the ones that are being shamed, not Kanye, which is...
0: I I don't know how true that is because I definitely think that Kanye himself is being shamed, but because of the person he is, he doesn't care or he doesn't allow himself to feel that measure of shame. I mean, he's been shamed for so long that he's got to be somewhat immune to it at this point. I mean, this... You know we we heard some personal details. I know he's talked about his wife calling him in a panic because he had gone too far, you know, and I know that it's it's probably hit him a little harder than some of his previous criticism, but I mean Kanye seems to be like immune to criticism or yeah. social pressure to conform, you know <laughs>
1: yeah, and here's the other thing i i think I think it's pretty safe to say that Kanye is in fact not canceled because three days after he dropped his album, the album was streamed over a hundred million times. I mean, I mean, it's still, he is who he is, you know? Yeah. So
0: I do want to say, um, taking a different path from your thought about how effective canceling someone is, I do want to ask a different question and ask the, and this is where I think that things will get a little complex and a little darker is whether or not that's the right thing to do by him. Kanye is I mean, he he paints himself as a god, but he's he's not. He's a person, he's a human being. And I think that everyone can say that what whatever is happening with him right now is is somewhat disturbing. A lot of people are saying that he's losing his mind. You know, they they make jokes about this whole Kardashian thing that they, like they've claimed another victim. You know, he himself discussed a lot of issues. He talked about uh, that rant, I guess, at TMZ. He discussed his opioid addiction and his pressures to lose weight. And on the album itself, I I think it's the first song, but you can correct me if I'm wrong, the one he talks about, like, killing people or killing you and killing himself. And just, just a quote. It says, it starts off and he says... Today I seriously thought about killing you. I contemplated premeditated murder. And I think about killing myself. And I love myself way more than I love you. So, And I just remember hearing that and feeling so sad. And a lot of people will probably say, that's just Kanye being Kanye. And he's just saying, you know, he's just being dramatic. And he's just saying things to get people to listen. And it it really, to be honest with you, it really, really concerns me. And I, I wonder how much sympathy and understanding do we owe to him as a person who has influenced our lives so much? I mean, how easy is it for someone who has really had an impact on your life? And and yeah, he's a celebrity, but he makes his music for people to listen to, for you to listen to, and for someone to impact me so much. It's not that easy for me to just not care anymore what happens to him or what he's going through. And I think it's really... Hold the way that I guess it's just society now, and the way that people can just cancel. You know, I I I wish that I remember the timeline more clearly, but I think it was a little bit before Kanye's album that we heard about Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade taking their own lives. And I I I would I would like knock on all the wood in the world to say that like that's not what's happening with Kanye, but when celebrities, you know, when we hear about these news of celebrities taking their lives, a lot of people are like, "Oh, we wish that we saw the signs and we wish that someone could have done something." And then when a person like Kanye can get on a song and literally talk about thinking about killing himself and people are just like, "Well, you're canceled, so we don't care what you have to say."
1: Yeah, it w- I think the I think the I think the most grotesque part is that there are people in the world who would say to what you just said that um it's disrespectful to the memories of kate spade and anthony bourdain Mm -hmm. to even equate this because they find so little authenticity in kanye because of their perception of his antics i think the only way for a, at least a portion of the population to believe that there is any validity to this is for kanye to in fact kill himself
0: right and i think that that's it's
1: which i think is like obviously an untenable that's like uh, well obviously the, the height of unfairness you know yeah. to like
0: it, it just i think it just has to be said you know that if 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 something like that were to happen or let's say kanye himself didn't hurt himself intentionally but let's say something just happened to him how many people that talked about canceling him would then turn around and and again place him back on his pedestal and talk about all the great music that he made and you know because because now that he's gone and and of course artists say this all the time but like people only appreciate them when they're gone and a lot of people i mean it's those kind of thoughts i think that
1: yeah, I mean, me. if you think about, if you think about like when Michael Jackson died, of there there was an economic impact to Michael Jackson dying. <laughs> you know, people wanted to go out and listen to his music, and, and, and oh, people and,
0: still do go to concerts, right? Yeah, in his memory.
1: But 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 like the the immediate aftermath of, of of Michael Jackson dying, there was like an impact. I remember when I was going to school in Tallahassee, it was a thing. You know, people, and that was kids my age that didn't even grow up on Michael Jackson's music that we're doing that. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like you said, I remember hearing about that and being like, "Damn, Michael Jackson." I mean, of course, I, you know, it, I was I was I was impacted by it in the way that you hear about the fall of this great great person, of course. But like you said, I I know that especially, you know, older people, I have aunts that are huge fans yeah. that were huge fans of Michael Jackson, and so when it happens and when you lose a person that that touched your life the way that these artists do we make such a big deal but it's in this moment that kanye it it just and and i mean even if we say oh he's a narcissist and oh this is just what he does on the off chance that it is just a cry for help i'm so disheartened to see so many people not care or or say that they don't care you know
1: yeah i i, I struggle to say that you shouldn't be surprised. I, I don't want to sound like that. Yeah. Um but I'm kind of not surprised.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I've I've seen some oh god. I've seen some really cold stuff on the internet, man.
1: Yeah. Especially <laughs> because of what this is about now. though. You know, because so it's not like he came out and said, honestly, honestly, y'all, I I think that East Coast hip hop is is Doper than West Coast, like that's not what he did. That would there, there would have been some a, a split of communities over that, but the the reverence with which they considered that opinion wouldn't have really triggered yeah, everyone. Of course, um, what did it is that that the timing and the subject matter of what he was talking about, and it wasn't even just that he was expressing ideas that are necessarily Republican. And in fact, if you get into a discussion with Kanye, not oh, that I, not that I have. But if you if you if you fact check his views, whatever views he might have, um, I don't I don't consider him to be oh, particularly no, pure sp- sophisticated pure politically. Ignorance. Pure ignorance. Um, but if you were to if you were to get a hold, if you were to pin down any one of his views, he's not he's not a Republican or anything. I think I think he identifies with the way Trump is vilified. In culture and and his um, Trump's persistence to um, persist beyond, I guess I don't know, I don't, know, I don't fucking know what oh, Kanye yeah, well, considers sure, the I mean, haters.
0: If you think about it, I I can definitely see where Trump would have certain qualities that Kanye himself has, or I or you would know, aspire to, what aspire to. Yeah, I I think he actually said that what. He likes about Donald Trump is the fact that like after he won the election, Kanye could be like well damn i could I could be president you know like he that he reached as far as he did he thought was admirable um anyways it's it's
1: just it's a hard it's a it's a tough situation because yeah. Trump is trump, and kanye west if you if if you listen to his music, you know that at least as a musician, he has some redeemable qualities. I don't know. I don't know that a, the commander in chief has a single one.
0: Oh yeah. Um, so I did want to reference uh, Tanahisi Coates wrote an article about Tanahisi Tanahisi Ta-Nehisi Coates. I'm so sorry. Um, wrote an article about this entire thing for the Atlantic. Um, it's titled "I'm Not Black, I'm Kanye." It's a really good read.
1: Yeah, it's a
0: really, really really well written article that I think really took into consideration all aspects of this conversation. I did want to pull a certain quote from it just because we're at this point in the conversation talking about, you know, how this might be a cry for help on Kanye's part. And he says, there's ample evidence beyond West that humans were not built to withstand the weight of celebrity. But for black artists who rise to the heights of Michael Jackson and Kanye West, the weight is more because they come from communities in desperate need of champions. And I think that that really that really hit home when I when I read that part, you know, it's it's true. And, and so in the article, he talks about his own struggles with fame, which, of course, are not at all at the heights of what Kanye West has experienced and how it, it really is a lot and it can really break a person. It can it can change you or it can break you, and
1: you know I think I think the th- what you're describing is the thing that I was most blown away by it, when you think about what Kanye said, how he said it, who he supported. You'd imagine that a writer like Tanahasi Coates mm-hmm. would not have anything nice to say at all, and then yes. instead, what ends up happening is he gets it. He, he, yeah, I think he... he
0: totally got it. I mean, mind you, he's. It seems in the article like he experienced the range of emotions that we are describing. He right. he went back and he talked about the ways that Kanye West's music impacted him. You know, he talked about how growing up in this world and then having, like you said, having Kanye West as a champion was it, it really meant something. And then he talks about how the weight of celebrity, as as he as I quoted him, is it's too much for human beings, you know? Yeah. Um, but then of course he, he certainly holds Kanye West accountable, accountable for his, actu- for his actions for his actions as, as he should be. Um, and I think that that's, that's precisely where the balance is. It's, it's yeah. acknowledgement of the causes here. It's, it's easy to pro- probably look at a person and say, well, that person's just messed up and, and just write them off and cancel them or whatever. But it's important to acknowledge the, the, system and the society and, and the ways that
1: yeah he didn't ta didn't turn a blind eye to what's happening
0: which i don't think anyone would expect him to
1: for sure and, and again that's what was most most uh, stunning about his article was that he didn't turn a blind eye away from any of it but he also didn't didn't uh go out of his way to crucify Kanye for some of his other misbehavior and, and and in fact to to some degree gave him some some measure of like understanding, you know, guilty until proven innocent. I don't think Tanahasi Coates believes either that Kanye shares any of the president's views. Yeah. I didn't get the impression he didn't write about it from that perspective at all.
0: No. I think what he specifically talked about, if I recall correctly, was sort of how, well, I suppose the title hints to this, you know, I'm not black, I'm Kanye, that Kanye sort of put himself in his own bubble at this point, And he doesn't have that sense of community as he once did,
1: which is super unfortunate because Kanye was um, he. He had this, such great potential as like a unifying force. He, I, I mean, when you look at the kind of artists that he makes music with, it's a, he'll he'll make he'll plan on going on tour with Gaga. He'll make an album with Jay Z. He'll he he'll he'll work with anyone who's got some talent and people who don't have talent apparently too. If you look at, uh, yeah, I shouldn't say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. but. Um, I'm not. I'm not.
1: Gonna let's not go that, there. Though i'm not gonna complete that thought i love all music and all artists um but
0: that was very pc of you to say (laughs) so this uh this was cathartic i think that i i don't feel any better about the situation right now but it was certainly nice to to really get my thoughts out there and um try to make sense of what all is happening? I think that what I what I can say moving forward, as far as my relationship with Kanye West goes, and I and I do mean relationship because, like I said, it's like this person is a hero. It's not just a celebrity to me. I care, you know. I care what happens with Kanye. As as and I'm sure a lot of people are probably shaking their heads and cringing at me for saying that. That's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you, um, you got to have the compassion to care about someone who looks yeah. like they might be going through something. Yeah, right?
0: and I and it does it does look like he's going through something, and I think that. As much as I can confidently say that I disapprove of his actions lately, and I can say that I'm quite frankly hurt, and I do feel a sense of betrayal um that I care and that I will continue to care and I will continue to at least pay attention. You know, I know that you know Connie is Connie has a family and he's a celebrity, he doesn't even know who I am, but it's important I think that we not just abandon people and and leave them to be alone in times that they need
1: support love (laughs) yeah love i um i mean to me it just seems like there's something wrong with him and you know even like in that awful movie that we watched last night with chloe Moretz,
0: brain on fire
1: yeah i mean when i say it was an awful movie i don't mean that the disease is awful i mean that the it was just poor filmmaking but yeah, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't hold a girl that has her symptoms n- entirely accountable for, for her, her behavior, actions, right? because there's there was something wrong with her. Yeah, there's something wrong with Kanye yeah. West.
0: I think it's 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 unfortunate that because he is who he is and he has his track record, that a lot of people will have a hard time treating him like they would any person that has some kind of like mental illness or something. They'll be like, well,
1: <laughs> this the, <laughs> he, I mean, he was already a little different and that's and that's being generous <laughs> um but now something's wrong with this person who is baseline different exactly so he's like exactly. super different yeah, yeah. That, I, to me that's what it's it's like pretty it's pretty plain yeah.
0: <sighs> i feel like i got a lot off my chest um, if our listeners have thoughts on this that they would like to get off their chest, you guys are more than welcome to please contact us and let us know. And we will, again, continue to recap and, and share your like, thoughts.
1: And, and you know what I'm particularly interested? If there's any listeners out there that lived with a person who was having some kind of psychotic episode or something like that, tell us what that experience was like. Because I can't imagine that it made sense at first. And it, it, it must be so frustrating. I, I've i not gone through anything like that, so I'd really like to know if what it looks like, not from the perspective of someone who is dealing with the psychosis or the manic episode, mm-hmm. but from the people who cohabitate who with them. are close
0: to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I am certainly curious about that. And again, we know that this kind of relationship is different. Your relationship to um, heroes and celebrities... It's it's different, but it it still matters. These people are still human beings. So, anyways, yeah. If, if if anyone out there has any thoughts that they would like to share, you guys can tweet us at Down Pod. You guys can also email us at downtomarspodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and then for personally, I. I have my Twitter back. I know I said last Damn. episode that uh it, I have like all of, of two followers or something, but it's new. I'm so you them. guys can yeah, you guys can follow me at Third Island Girl. That's third with the number three R D and GJ.
1: I am the Moodsmith on Twitter. <laughs> the the moods <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay so yeah let us know and for the article and book that we reference in the in the podcast today i will make sure to drop that in the show notes um so i think it's a wrap
1: see you next time guys